This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Welcome Home Radio. I was about to say Welcome Home Real Estate as if this is a real estate show. <laughs> well, anyway, this is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. And this hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the many, many members that we have that and the goal that we have is we want to provide our listeners with the real facts, the real stats about our local market. Um, we are going into our third decade of being on the show. Now, in reality, it's only 15 years, but we did start in 09, and then we did the 10s, and now the 20s, so that's three decades. The reason I brought that up is one of our guests, Kyle Wilkins of Universal Realty Services, has, you you don't know this, Kyle, I haven't told you yet. One of your agents told me the other day, she quoted that about the three decades. She goes, I remember a few weeks back you said that. She goes, I thought that was really interesting. So, and that would be Linda. Linda. Okay, nice. (laughs) All right. So, good morning, Kyle. And... um, yeah, good morning, Don. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. And not your first time on the show, but it's been a while. Yeah, I think I was on the show about a decade ago. Yeah. And I'm back now. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, the ratings recovered, so you're back. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right. And we also have Ani Tatarian of Rise Realty. Good morning. Good morning, Don. All right. And you've been in the business a handful, three years. Yes. Um, so we could almost say two decades because yes. you probably started in December of 2019, right? Um, a little during COVID, yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, I that's my play on words because I want everybody, all our listeners to know, be careful with how you hear statistics. It's not always the number that is important. Sometimes it's the adjective in front of the numbers or the description um for example you might in two different news stories you may hear conflicting things well one of them might be national news and the other one might be local news so it's important to know what those statistics mean so anyway to help me with that um no numbers just give me your take on the current real estate market and we'll start off with kyle yeah, okay, thank you, Don. Um, well, the market is is strong here in the Valley, and one of the the drivers is the lower inventory that, that we have here in the, the market. It, it just keeps the demand up for, for houses, and there's, I mean, all of California is kind of going through a, a housing crunch, and seems like there's more buyers than, than sellers almost anywhere you go. And so same thing here in the Valley. And, and, and one of the things that drives our Valley market is, is affordability compared to a lot of the states. Our, our market is, is a lot more affordable. And if you go down south or up in the Bay Area, and then we also get a big influx of people from those areas that want to invest in Fresno. And I think the Fresno, Fresno Central Valley has a lot of room for growth still. So let's say you have somebody moving here from nova scotia and they just know california's california and they wonder well why is it that the central valley 
is less more affordable than San Francisco or Los Angeles. What what would you tell them? Remember, they're from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Okay. Well, they they probably won't need that big winter coat anymore. <laughs> um, and but yeah, I think I mean some of the the comparisons from different parts of the state is you know, I mean our the the heat that we we have that we're going through right now and and so. If we had you know better weather all year long, we'd probably be fifty percent higher on our prices. But mm-hmm. and then then um, uh, it's always the job market that drives a lot of the the real estate and real estate prices. And so I feel like we have a strong job market here. And and you know, I mean it's and and our prices and our, our real estate market reflect. You know, I mean what what a lot of the the jobs that we have and and the the pay that they are versus. In the Bay Area, for instance, where where those a lot of those jobs are a lot higher pay scale. Mm-hmm. Right, Ani Tatarian, yes. what what are you seeing in the market? Oh wow! So as I kind of agree with Kyle, um, I'm seeing a lot of buyers in the market, low inventory, um, and um, a lot of a lot of um, how should I say, uh, less homes on the market, obviously inventory, which even uh, prices are increasing too. So um, so we're seeing a lot of people who cannot afford to, you know, um, get into homes or multiple offers as well is back in the market we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. So um, multiple offers and those appraisal gaps are coming back, so. so it's interesting because multiple offers lots of buyers but yet there's plenty of so-called reasons why buyers wouldn't want to be out there you know they're going to say oh rates doubled from last year Mm -hmm. or prices went up Um, so what's causing us to have lots of buyers either one of you sure the the american dream of home ownership is really what i i think and, and when people ask me, oh, is it a good time to buy? And I, it just, you have to take that question into context on where you're at. If, if you're renting, but you've you mean, been working towards um, buying a house, then I think almost any time is, is the right time for you because I, I feel that owning a home is always gonna be better than, than renting a home. If you're a, a real estate investor looking for certain returns on investment, and different things like that, then you, you'll have to evaluate it probably a little, little further and, and figure out what, what's the right investment for you. Cause real estate, it's, it's a long-term investment and, and over time you're going to probably see good returns, but yeah, I mean, you might not see it overnight, but if you're, if you're paying you know, $2,500 a month in rent and you could, you know, I mean, be paying 2,500 to 3,000 for a mortgage, then, I mean, to me, that's, that's an overbrainer to invest in yourself and your future by buying a home. Mm-hmm. Plus, for those that are renting um, and are worried about rent control, and the best form of rent control is to get yourself a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's only one of the reasons I have ran across a lot of people that they're kind of stuck where they, they have to move because their landlord, the owner, decided that they're, they're ready to sell the property. 
And so, you know, they get their 60 day notice and now they're in a time crunch to, you know, find housing. And if they're, they didn't properly plan for that, you mean, you, you, you sometimes are in a, in a time crunch with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ani, you're seeing lots of multiple offers yes. out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been coming across a few deals, um, which, <laughs> um, have been multiple offers. So, um, how do you compete in a multiple offer situation? What what advice can you give a buyer? Oh, good question. So, um, just not to be afraid, you know. Um, don't be afraid. Um, just just put in that offer, you know. Some some buyers are afraid because they're seeing a lot of a lot of um, a lot of desire on that property and. Um, they're noticing that um, this house is gonna go quick or you know there's a lot of people who are placing the offers on the property and so um, don't be afraid I would say um, it's just put in that offer you you never know what might happen you know they may like your offer you know so and yeah just, it's not always yeah. price right yeah so yeah, if you've written a, a good offer with good terms mm-hmm. and a acceptable yeah. price, doesn't have to be the highest price, you stand a good chance of, of getting course. it. Of course. So, are are you seeing a lot of multiple offers out there, Kyle? Yeah, that I would say, and uh, you know, half million dollar and below mm-hmm. price point, you're gonna you're gonna run into that a little more affordable housing here in the valley, and um, and it just. Every, every transaction's a little bit different, whether, I mean, it's a, just a really nice remodeled house or it's in a great location or it's got a swimming pool. The, the desirability is going to you know, dictate whether multiple people like that house and, and then how it's priced as well. And there's lots of different strategies as a seller on where you price your house, where you're going to get multiple offers and they're going to bid over the list price or and so but yeah the market is is very healthy and and it's i mean you as a buyer you know you need to have all your your ducks in a row and be ready to to purchase your your dream home or your first home you got to be ready yeah i recently had a, a young buyer who put it perfectly mm-hmm. so we were looking at a house and we just well there was people lined up at the curb so you knew there was going to be multiple offers and he goes i don't want to get in a bidding war i don't want to get in a bid maybe we should just move on i said if you like the house put in your best offer so he um they they agreed to a price and i said now make sure it's your best offer so there's no looking back this is not a game of counter offering back and forth Put in your best offer, and, and that's the way you're not in a bidding war. Make mm-hmm. your bid. Of course. If it doesn't work, be happy the other guy paid too much for it. <laughs> sure enough, they, they called me back and said, we talked about it. We want to go 5000 higher because that's what we'll do. So they did, and we lost. And I loved his comment. He goes, I can't believe somebody paid more than that. Good for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he's listen listen to his experienced realtor. That's, yeah. That was good advice, Don. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be in a bidding war if yeah. you're not worried about the others. Make yeah. your put your best foot forward. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, 
at least he tried, you know, you guys tried and got that offer in and, you know. Now, the rest of the story, a couple of weeks later, they got an even better one and they got it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always, I always feel like it's, if, if it's meant to be, it's going to, it's going to be. Yeah. Right. I agree. Well, with all that, we're going to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino and your, your host. And right now we're talking with Ani Tatarian of Rise Realty and also Kyle Wilkins of Universal Real Estate Services, Realty Services. Yep. All right. I'll bet, it, I'll bet you hear it both ways, <laughs> even from you. <laughs> nice All right. Then. So um, it, we were talking in the previous segment about the challenges um yes. it's got to be especially challenging for a first-time home buyer how what what advice can you give a first-time home buyer basically um not to be afraid um there's don't don't have any fear of going into into um putting an offer um and uh, you you have your you have your agent there with you, so um, they're going to be walking you through the process, and um, so lean on them, and um, and yeah, just lean on them. Any questions that you have, they're there for you to you know answer um, for answer your questions. So. All right, so utilize the service of your realtor is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, and and that's what we do for our job. Mm -hmm. um, could you imagine? I, I mean, people got to use their realtor and their services. Could you imagine going into the doctor's office and just looking at the doctor and not expecting them to do anything? No, no. You, you, you expect the doctor yeah. to do something. Expect your realtor to to listen and give advice yeah. Ooh, listen. listen that's a good one mm -hmm. so what is it that you and i'm going to ask both of you this question in talking with a first-time home buyer what do you listen for what uh so that you can best help them um i basically listen to during the searches as well when we're out searching for homes and stuff i listen to their needs basically um what they're looking for what price range they're you know looking at um what um um basically majority of like their needs you know mm -hmm. um in a home um, maybe they want three bedrooms instead of two bedrooms or a, you know, or bathroom, you know, um, maybe they need the rooms. Like for, ins for example, I have some clients that they had, they need to have all the bedrooms on one side of the house and, uh, majority of the new builds now are all separate bedrooms, you know, um, you have the master bedroom on one end and then the other bedrooms are on the other end of the house. So, um, so stuff like that um also um maybe listening to like um 
where their price range is and um, maybe the, the location too is another example you know they want to be in Clovis but not on the, the side of uh, on the other side of Fresno um, so just listening to their needs is one thing yeah and location is important and this comes from a guy that moved a few years ago and it takes me 25 to 30 minutes to get to work now (laughs) because we moved a little far away (laughs) so location is important it is yeah yeah and and yeah all that all that stuff is really important and and I, I think part of our job as realtors, especially working with first-time home buyers, is is just helping helping them find that the best happy medium yes. of of you know, I mean what they're what they're looking for, and and then what's you know what's available and and what are the most important things. I mean, you you could put a long laundry list of of, uh, of things that you would love to have in a home, but depending on I mean, where where you're at and on budget and mm-hmm. and time and and things like that that you would you need to prioritize what's what's most important. Yeah. And and then another challenge right now that that a lot of first-time home buyers and just buyers in general are are, are seeing are uh, a payment shock. Um, yeah, I mean, because we, we, I, I help people with both lending and real estate services, and so when somebody comes in the office and they're like. Okay, I want a $1,500 pay bid. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, I mean, this is going to be your price point or this is your budget at that, at that, at that payment. And so just sometimes giving the, the client a, a proper, proper you know, little dose of reality of, of what, what the market's like right now and what, what they can expect. And, and so you're setting proper expectations as you go out there on the market. I like that proper expectations. So that's mm-hmm. something that realtors can give their clients is that manage expectations. The old old expression uh, is, you know, to come in with um, have a million dollar dream home with or no champagne taste mm-hmm. and a beer budget. budget. That, yep. that was it. Yep. Yeah, and, and so that's our job to find that right balance. Yes for the people and maybe balancing out, maybe they get a better location in one home, um, but they have to accept the fact that the carpet in the living room is pretty worn. Well, that's changeable, location's not. If you're next to the railroad tracks, you are next to the railroad tracks. You're not changing that. I always tell my clients, you know, you guys need to compromise um, and you're not gonna get 100% of everything on your wish list, you know, you may get 80%, you know, so, um, so yeah, you just compromise on some of the things. Do you need this? You know, you gotta, you gotta prior to prior your needs versus your wants. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, here's an interesting thing I heard earlier this week when the interest rates were really, really low, last year, two years ago, it allowed buyer, first-time home buyers to skip the entry-level home, to skip the starter home and move right mm-hmm. on up to uh, Beverly Hills. So yep. maybe they, they got a little spoiled there. I believe so. I would have to say I'm, I've been dealing with a few clients in that <laughs> range, so, um, but yeah. 
all right, that really touched you, so I, you must really be dealing with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so what advice, Kyle, would you give a first-time home buyer who is afraid? It's like, gee, I don't know, the payment shock, the, this and that. Maybe I'll just stay renting for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I noted earlier, I would say that if, if you're in, in a position to, to purchase versus renting, then I, I think that makes the most sense long term and you're going to start to to build towards something and build start building wealth in, in your portfolio. And it's going to set you up later on down the road where maybe you're not getting your dream home this, this very first time, but it's going to put you in a better position to maybe get your dream home five years from now where you're able to build some equity in this property, roll that into your next one. So there's, there's lots of things like that. And, and so, I mean, I've always kind of been a, a go for it type person. So that's, I mean, that's, that's the way, that's the direction I'll lead you in. Yeah. Yeah. And I know of a buyer who bought a home a couple of years ago. It was small. It was a starter home for them. Um, <clears throat> they couldn't wait to get out of there because it was too small, especially as their family's growing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, they sold it got $90,000 equity out of it, that they're moving to a much bigger home. So if they had decided to rent rather than compromise mm-hmm. on a smaller home, um, they'd be $90,000 short right now. There, there you go, Don. That's uh, That was good advice that you gave them. No, they actually did that one on their own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, starting small is the best way sometimes to go, you know. Um, I mean, it's affordable and manageable, you know. You can manage, mm-hmm. it's manageable for the property, so, yeah. yeah. That's why they call it a starter home. Yeah. yeah. So. One of the things I'm kind of forecasting and I, and I, I see is probably going to happen here in the future is, you know, where the interest rates right now are, I mean, a lot, a lot higher than than what the market is used to, and but I, I feel like within the next couple years, I think the the market and interest rates will come come back down, and and that's going to create an opportunity for people to refinance, get a little more comfortable payment, and and then and then the the market with lower interest rates, I think, is going to even pick up further. And they'll, I mean, be in probably an opportunity where that house you buy now is, is going to gain some equity because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they'll be able to, uh, other buyers will be able to, to afford that with a lower interest rate. All right. And right now we're talking about one of the, the four drivers of the real estate market or the buying public, and that would be first time home buyers. We also have the move ups the move-ins, moving in from out of state. And then the last one is the investors, which we're gonna talk about in the next segment is some investing. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio, we have Ani Tatarian, a manager with Rise Realty here in, in the Fresno County, and we also have Kyle Wilkins, a 
Universal Realty Services and manager, chief broker, broker, yeah, yeah. and janitor too, right? I mean, you do it you all gotta, there. You got to do it all. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Bob Gibson, who was the former pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In his afterlife, he bought a, a restaurant and a pretty uh, nice place in St. Louis there. And some reporter walked in one time and saw him bussing tables. And he said, I thought you were the owner of this place. His answer was, when you own a business, you do everything. If the busboy doesn't show up, you are the busboy. Yeah, that's true. All right. So um, you also do investing. So um, not from an owner-occupied status, but uh, I, I know you've done some flips. I think I've sold one or two of your flips um, over the years. Um, but you've also done buy and hold, meaning you'll buy it and hold it and rent it out. Um, what, why would a person do either or? Yeah, well, real real estate's one of the um, things that that you can. I mean, almost anybody could could start investing in, and and I mean, it's a way to build long term wealth, and and so one of the other you know perks of of real estate is is if you're renting the property out, you're able to get residual income off of the rentals, but just like anything, it, it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily come easy or without without its own challenges. And you know, I mean, definitely having residential rentals in California, um, there's there's a lot of things that are not on the landlord side, but I still feel like it's a great investment uh, for for the owner financially, and I feel like you're doing a, a, a a service to the community as far as you know, providing housing and, and if you're a quality landlord and take care of your properties and keep them up then then you're you're doing you're doing good one of the best things I've seen over the last couple of years is the name landlord seems to be getting replaced by the name housing provider and I really believe that's a that's a good thing be, because those corporate greedy landlords they're actually providing housing sure. so yeah um and they're really i mean i'm sure there's one or two or three corporate greedy ones out there but um most landlords are mom and pops and uh, have the best of intentions yeah most definitely that's it's um basically i mean the land the landlord property property owner and tenant is, is kind of a symbiotic relationship where, I mean, the, each each side is, is providing, I mean, a certain thing where the, the tenant pays and the landlord, you know, provides a quality house. And and if, if everybody's doing their part, then it, I mean, usually works out good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, we, and a good landlord or housing provider is going to look for that win-win situation where they, you get a good tenant who will take care of the home too um sometime back i had a tenant ask about the security deposit well how much of the security deposit do you keep and my honest answer was i hope you get it all back because it, it, that means you left the house clean and in the same condition 
I don't have to go and hire a jan you know a cleaning person a carpet cleaner I don't have to hire painters because um, the landlord doesn't make money on the security deposit they only get reimbursed for their actual costs yeah so. that, that is true and it's it's tough to get a, a property back in the the same condition that you left it in but that's just part of the part of the business right yeah right tell me about flipping um is that is that a popular thing now yeah it most definitely is and and i feel like it's one of the one of the aspects of what's i mean helping helping the our local market and and provide some more inventory and I feel like uh, a lot of what I do is even a, a good service to the, the city of Fresno for the most part, because some of the houses that, that we fix up are, I mean, they're either have code enforcement violations or they're just, they're just old houses that nobody's put any, any love into in quite some time. And, and now it kind of gets a, a new, fresh, fresh life with, I mean, all, I mean, fixed up and in good condition. Yeah, a little TLC. So, and I would think the target for what a flipper would want to buy is the worst house on the block. And the goal is to make it the best one on the block so that there's some profit in between. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a a for-profit business. But uh, like I was saying, I think it's a win-win in a lot of aspects because, it's a lot of times a new first time home buyer that's gonna gonna be the end in consumer on that. And uh, the neighbors finally get that eyesore house. I've over the years have had so many neighbors, you know, thank me and even I mean, give me presents and things like that for just just thankful that that, that house is finally finally doing something. And yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah, just cleaning up the yard and putting a fresh coat of paint on there would probably make the neighbors very very happy most definitely all right give us a breakdown on some uh, oh wait a minute ani has a quick i could tell by that look <laughs> on your face yes i have a you question go first for you kyle um have you encountered any major challenges or setbacks um in the past uh fix fix or flip projects and how did you handle them yeah most definitely there there's always always surprises and I would say I you know I've been in doing this for for quite a while when I was in in the the last yeah, decade or so I mean you could get a, a newer house and and you know fix it up and and there was a margin there um, but a lot of the properties now that we deal with are, are major fixer-uppers and they're older homes and and you I mean everything from I mean sewer line problems to to foundation problems and sometimes when you are doing your initial assessment of them you you don't get to dig in as deep as like when you got that thing opened up and you're you're putting it back together and then you run into to things that you didn't expect but i think it's i mean money i guess buddy could could probably fix almost everything (laughs) and then just just experience as well so I you know, started you know, remodeling and, and flipping houses back in 2010. So I, I have quite a, quite a bit of experience under my belt now. And so I've seen a lot of, lot of different situations. And, and at the end of the day, we found a solution for, for all of them. Great. And I'd like to add something in there. 
the flippers are not competition for the first time home buyer because that first time home buyer probably can't get the financing that would allow the home to be in disrepair. Sure. So it takes the flipper, the contractor to come in and fix it up so that a first time home buyer can buy a turnkey home. Yeah, a lot of the properties that that I I purchase are they're off market. They're usually not in good enough condition for a first time home buyer to purchase them and I get those calls from from clients going, "Oh, I saw this house on Zillow that's at this price." And I'm like, "Go read the agent notes and I mean cash only and and as is and 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 you know, I mean an FHA loan just it wouldn't wouldn't work for that property unfortunately. I had somebody come to me this week saying, "Wow, look at the price on this thing. It it was fantastic." And they were showing me the listing. I go, "Do you realize that listing's from 2017?" Mm-hmm. They said, "But I got it off a <clears throat> XYZ uh-huh. uh website." Uh but it you know, it, it was 2017, not not 2023. Yeah, I guess you can't be- believe everything you see on the internet. You got to double verify it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, Ani, when you find when you show a home to a first time home buyer, uh-huh. and you see one that's been totally flipped, yes, uh, and renovated, how excited do those buyers usually get? They get really excited. Um, obviously, they are walk, almost walking into, a, you know, completely like almost a brand new home, you know, where they don't have to do any renovations themselves. So it's just move in ready. Usually sometimes, you know, we have home buyers who are looking for uh, move in ready, you know, they don't want to do any work or anything on the home. So, um, so usually they're ex- the ones that I've shown you know have worked with really are excited because they don't have to do anything to the house so Mm -hmm. yeah and um i think that's also a job of the contractor is to make sure it's a complete redo so that they don't buy something with brand new flooring brand new paint Mm -hmm. and maybe the appliances are ready to break down sure yeah yeah and, and being being in the industry and I I take extra pride in putting putting a good product out there. And I mean I I don't know if you could say that for for every real estate investor, but but me personally I I have that on on my mind that you know, my name and, and is behind this house, and, and I want to make sure it's a quality house. So I feel like we do go the extra mile to to make make sure those little details and things that maybe the you don't see in your in your walkthrough that that are done correctly. Yeah, and that's a good point. Being your local, you want the good name. You you want whoever bought that to remember Kyle Wilkins and and hey, did me right. Uh, whereas if you bought from an out of town uh, investor or you weren't dealing locally, you don't have that name recognition and, and trust and accountability. Sure. Okay, with that, we're ready to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house that 
Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio today, we have Kyle Wilkins of Universal Realty Services and Ani Tatarian of Rise Realty, and a couple of local players in the game. So, um, as we work through the uh, this market, there must be something that you want people to know. And if I said, here's your moment on the podium, what do you want clients to know that are our listeners, whether they be buyers, sellers, keepers, what should they know? Oh, wow. Um, so I would probably say just don't be afraid to, you know, jump in. And I know people, there's been a few situations I've been in where, you know, some of my clients are afraid of what's happening with the interest rates and, you know, it's at 7% or so-and-so, you know, and don't be, don't let that little number seven is still, you know, a really good number to jump into um, when you're purchasing a home. I mean, I've heard poor stories where back in the day it was 18% or, you know, so don't be afraid. Don't let that little number hold you, you know, into purchasing your home, um, your next home that you are, you know, um, your, your dream home, you know. So, um, and basically, obviously, um, the, you know, uh, <laughs> you're, I, and I like what you're saying about don't be fearful. Yeah. 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 Um, don't be fearful. Just don't let the, you know, I know there's less inventory out there and just be patient too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's another key fact is being patient. Um, you know, you maybe within a few days, few weeks later, you're, you know, an, a home will pop up that you're interested in. And maybe that's the one that, you know, you want to put that offer in. Um, so yeah, um, just have some patience and, um, um, and not being afraid of making mm -hmm. the, the jump. My motto is always, um, if you don't do it, you're not going to know, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so if you don't jump into it, you're never going to know what the outcome's going to be. So I think you need to, you know, try it and see what happens. And to, to add to that, I mean, I would say, you know, plan and, and prepare. Yes. And because it's buying a piece of real estate and in California in 2023 is you, you need to be ready. And whether you're, you're going to be a buyer, I would you know, meet with a, a loan officer and get, get your pre-approval dialed in you know, sooner than later. Even if you think you're not ready for another year, I mean, doing that now and putting a, a game plan, a little roadmap together of what you need to, to have ready next year is, is really important. And that'll put you in that much better position. And you know, from a seller standpoint, uh, start you know, getting, getting the house ready. And whether you know, I mean, you're going to invest a little money into doing a little yard cleanup or get the carpets cleaned or whatever, whatever it is, I would say put a game plan together, meet with your real, realtor and go over, go over a game plan to put you in the best position to you know, get top market for your house. Yeah. And I want to inc also include if you're, um, you already have your pre-approval 
ready. Just always make sure, stay up to date with it. Keep it updated, you know? So once once you see a house and then, you know, your, your pre-approval is not, you know, updated or anything, it's gonna take a little time, a few days to get that updated and then um, that way you can put in that offer right away. Yeah, you gotta be prepared. Um, you can't go out looking find the right place and then go get prepared got to be you got to get prepared then go out looking then when you find the right place you are prepared and and that also helps give you the confidence that you're doing the right thing you know if the loan officer said you could afford three thousand dollars a month and yet you're buying something where it's 2500 a month yeah, that, that ought to be a little more confidence. Sure. So, yeah. What about, we have a situation where there's move up buyers, people that need to sell their, uh, their starter home mm -hmm. and move on up to that forever home. What, what's the advice on how to do that? Yeah, I, that, that has been a big part of, of driving our market for the, for the last, almost last decade now where a lot of people, they bought bought in the downturn of the market and shoot, they might've, I mean, upgraded twice since then and, and congratulations and, and they're probably in a really nice house. One of the, the things that I have been seeing in, in our market now is that people are more hesitant to do that because they're locked in at a 3% interest rate and, and even though they're gonna make a good profit when they sell that house, they're I mean, having to, to take into consideration where the interest rates are at today. And so that's, that's been one thing that's, I mean, that correlates with the interest rates that, that has slowed that process down a little bit and, and probably, I mean, pulling back the, the higher end of our market a little bit because, I mean, those are the, the target homes that, you know, people are want to upgrade to. Of course, you just made me think of something. Maybe if you lock in today at that six and a half or seven percent rate, uh, maybe in a few years you're going to look back on it the way we are today, about a three percent rate. You know, as rates are at nine or ten, it's like, wow, I wish I had that seven percent loan again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel that way about gasoline. Sure. I sure wish I had that three dollar and fifty cent gas back, even though two fifty was the low. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to know how old I am? My first tank of gas I bought, it was 24.9 cents oh per oh gallon. <laughs> and I had a Volkswagen, 10-gallon tank, so it took me $2.50 to fill up my tank. Oh, man, nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, that ain't the case no more. <laughs> well, all right. So a move-up buyer, um, they just that, – now they're t that takes some strategy. Sure. buy first or do you sell first yeah that that's very true don and and once again yeah i mean that's a that's a big deal i mean you're you're gonna sell the house that you and your family live in and you're you're dreaming of that next house and and i've been in in escrows where there's there's i i think the up to five five dominoes that needed to fall where people are multiple people are doing the same thing and so everybody's um, you basically contingent on, on each deal going through. And so you want to make sure that everything, you have all your ducks in a row and going back to my advice just, uh, just a minute ago would, 
just, you know, I mean, planning and getting, you know, I mean, with your loan officer early and putting together a precise game plan, a realistic game plan to, to execute that move for your family. All right. So um, I have a question for both of you now. What do you want our listeners to remember most about our discussion today? Anahid, can I start with you? Ooh, I've been calling you Ani, and now I called I you Anahid, <laughs> which is your full name. Yes, it is. So um, I would say, um, uh, obviously, um, don't let uh, this market scare you. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of factors, especially for first-time home buyers, um, that there are some challenges. Um, so don't let don't let those hurdles stop you um you have a professional you know your your real your real estate agent there um that's guiding you um and guiding you with the process and um and any questions that you might have they're there that's what they're there for and um even for your lenders as well you know you could consult with them on your financial situations and um on that side of it um but yeah don't let anything stop you um whether it's the affordability uh competition that's out there um uh, maybe the low um, inventory as well so um especially those multiple offer situations so um but yeah and just um I would say also just compromise. So I know you're looking for that dream home that's out there. As I said, um, you're not gonna get 100% on your wish list. So maybe 80% 80 out of that 100, you're gonna get, you know, so being compromised, you know. Yeah, find that right balance. Yes, so. All right. Kyle, what, what do you want people to remember most about today's discussion? I think just being, being prepared in this market is, is the key, is one of the key components. And getting, getting a game plan put together and just, just being ready for that right opportunity. And like Ani said, um, I mean, I, I kind of feel when you're talking to the buyers, you 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 only live you only live once and you want to you want to enjoy it your kids are only i mean going to be with, with you for i mean it seems like it goes by really fast so you want to you want to have that nice house that that your family family deserves and i i say go for it let's let's get you pre-approved let's get you out there looking at, at homes and 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 then just just be kind out there in the market too i feel like sometimes the the real estate market gets so so edgy and I feel like, um, I mean, sometimes people should have a, a little grace out there in the market and, and take care of each other and, and it'll be, be a great experience. All right, excellent. So 30 seconds or less to end the show, I want you each to give your prediction. Where is that $400,000 home gonna be in the year 2028, five years from now? And you know, there's no knowing if this is right or wrong. So don't be fearful. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and check the tape. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so I I think in our Valley market, 
there's a lot of upside to be had and that $450,000 house now, or $400,000 house now, I think will be, will be edging up towards the, the $500,000 mark. And, and that's, I mean, just gonna be sooner than later, that's gonna be kind of a, a mid-level entry point of, of our market. Mm-hmm. And, and so I mean, that's gonna be, be, be right. fairly normal. So I like what you said, there's lots of upside. So in five years, that's what you're predicting. Anahit, Ani, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I kind of agree with Kyle. We, I mean, we, we don't know where the market's going to be, you know, in five, from maybe two to five years or so. But um, I believe um, that, that the equity on the homes are going to go up. And so... Um, and that will be our entry level market. So, um, so yeah. That's so in the year 2028, you expect it to be up. Yes. Okay. It's we'll unanimous see. between yeah. the two of <laughs> you. And if I were to get a vote, I'd be there too. Yeah. I'd say it's going to be up. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your expertise with our listeners. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. We'll be back again next Saturday. Everyone, take care. Thanks, guys. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs>